Hello, before we get to today's episode, um, this week, over the course of the next week or so, I'm joining the Nerdist Podcast Network. It's that episode is joining the Nerdist Podcast Network. So if you have never heard the show before and you are just joining in, welcome. To the newbies, welcome. To the old bees, thanks for sticking with it. We're, we're having a good time. This is episode 108, so if you've never listened, check out the backlog. Uh, and uh, and thanks for checking us out. If you want uh, questions, comments, concerns, you can tweet at me at Craig Rowan or at It's That Episode or on the It's That Episode Facebook page. And uh, we're just we're just talking TV. I'm inviting friends uh, friends and comedians over to my apartment to watch any TV show that they want. It's a good old time. And uh, hey, why don't we just get to the show um, after the theme song? Welcome to It's That Episode, the podcast where I, Craig Rohn, invite guests over to my apartment. We watch any TV show that they choose. We watch it. We talk about it. We talk about a bunch of other crap. Today, my guest is Jonah Ray. You might know him from the Nerdist podcast, from his own podcast, Jonah Radio, from Meltdown, from the internet, from real life. Um, Least of all that. Le- well, you don't know if it's like your best friend or your parent listening. No, no, no. My my best friend and my parents know me more now because of podcasts than they ever have before. Well, then, uh, then this might then you have problems. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's I don't know what is, what it is about a microphone that makes me reveal more about my true self, <laughs> but it happens. Hey, man, this is well of all the podcasts, this is the one where the most shit comes out. Is so it really? Like, yeah, yeah. You know, talking TV. We're gonna learn some deep. That should stuff. be the new name, talking TV Talk- with Craig. <laughs> yeah, in parentheses. Let's get down to our ser- serious life shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, did you? No, I said talking TB. It's just let's talk about tuberculosis and then death. Oh, I thought then, you said talking TP, talking toilet paper. Oh, no, no, no. I said talking to me. Are you talking to me? The taxi. Yes, <laughs> yes, the taxi podcast. Starring Martin Scorsese. <laughs> um, <laughs> so welcome to talking to me. <laughs> I'm your host, Martin Scorsese. I'm here with Travis Bickle. All right. That is, that is, the, the, that is though, the context of everything. Every podcast ever talking to me. Yes, exactly. It's like who's the me in this podcast? Oh, it's it's Mark Marin. Yes, That's who's talking to me? Yes, yeah. very true. That's why I put TV in the middle, so I don't have to give too much of myself. Out yeah, there yeah. There you go. Yeah. Once we get in there too much, is my jo- you know? is my dog's jingle jangling gonna? No, clacking gonna be okay. Let's just say to the audience, there's a. Um, this is this. This is I think the fourth dog on the podcast. Oh, she's such a klutz. And uh, but definitely the most mild dog. Yeah, she's old. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna take the Ruby. I'm gonna take the collar off. So all right, cool. There's like less jingling. I'll describe what's oh, happening. Hi, Ruby's very sweet and old. How old is she? Uh, we think she's around ten, but you know you don't know because you get her from a shelter. If you're a good person. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're, you're you're a good I'm person. A hero. You're a hero. I'm a hero. Hi. Um, She's so sweet. So um, why don't you just uh, tell us what um, TV show you wanted to watch and uh, why you wanted to watch it today? So you asked me, and I, I first thought, what if we watched uh, 
a show that I just finished up that I love called The Returned. It's a French I just show. also I've I've recommended on this podcast before. It's very yes. very good. Yes, it's a great great show. Real moody. Uh, has a lot of oh, uh, well, like you know, like there has a lot of that magic that Lost. You know, where they just kind of lead you into it, even though they, the premise of the show is you know more fantastic than say the premise of Lost in the beginning, which is that people start coming back from the dead. Yes, and um, and I don't know. There's something to it's like people wonder why I like every Lord of the Rings movie, mm-hmm. and it's uh, there's something to be said about they're shooting in places I've never seen before, mm-hmm. and I just really love seeing it. Like, you know, they like for Lord, for Lord of the Rings, they're on top of a mountain that's real, and there's a helicopter, and you see everything around the mountain. Like, that's amazing to me. Yeah, these still images are in are just running twenty four frames per second to make it seem like it's moving. It makes it seem like I've never been to these places. You know, right? It's great, and that's why I like the return because it's like an Alpine French village. Like, yeah, that's neat. I it like is. to see the architecture, and I like to see the. You know, but landscape. now, would you like just um, sort of like National Geographic aerial shots of stuff without the fantastical storyline? I love it. Between. I love like watching you know Planet Earth and I love uh, me some Planet Blue Earth, Planet and stuff like that. I love it, but it is um, there's no people in context. To yes, it. so that's kind of you know we I need- grew up I grew up in Hawaii, which is like a lot of people could say the same thing I'm about to say about you know, but like. I grew up seeing like what the mainland looked like, mm-hmm. what cities on the mainland looked ah. like, what you know, um, like when I came to California and I saw uh, like you know craftsman houses, and I was like, oh, these are the houses that I saw, you know, growing right. up. like these, these, okay. And then you learn the history of craftsmen and the arts and craft movement. And yes, it's like it's so really, like TV is introducing you to other worlds before you experience them in real yeah, life. And yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, you know, and uh, same thing with um, when I went to England for the first time, and I was actually with Matt Myra, and uh, we were in the car on the way uh, to the city from the airport. And I was like, these trees look so weird, but so familiar. And then we were trying to figure it out, and I realized. It's like because all the storybook stories you've ever read that were all, you know, they're all the trees are like the trees in England. And you're yeah. Like, oh, that's that's why. And you know, so that's I love I love that about shows being in a place that I've never seen before. I I but I do hate when uh, shows or movies say uh, it's like the the setting is a character in itself. <laughs> right, right. You know, like New York is actually the fifth character in Girls. Like, right. you know, go fuck yourself. You know? <laughs> Like, it's just a setting. It's great, and but I love it. I love it when movies do that. I love like Beginners, uh, the movie Beginners, which is one of my favorite movies. Like embraces, uh, you know, the Silver Lake area, as does the Jim Carrey movie Yes Man. Uh, I did. I've never seen either of them. I'd, I'd say like Yes Man. You know, it's not a great movie, but it's a it's a fun watch. There's mm-hmm. a couple good laughs. In to it. me, I was like. I felt like I loved Liar Liar when I was a kid, and yeah. I was like, maybe too close. I don't want to ruin. I don't know. I just Liar, I was I, yeah. Jim Carrey dipped for me, and I just don't want to ruin all my childhood memories. Yeah, I hated Liar Liar when it came out, and um, not to say that Yes Man is like good. Yes just, Man's the Yes Man's version of Liar Liar. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's just that it's a uh, it it is a neat that that like the whole saying yes to life thing. Yes, is like I think a really. It's a great thing to do, and it is kind of it is the it's you know the ridiculous version of that. The guy literally says yes to everything, right? And sometimes it's ridiculous, but sometimes it leads him into a good place. And 
Uh, but you know, a lot of it is shot because he's he falls in love with Zoe Deschanel, a hipster girl, oh. um, who drives a Vespa and sees her on a Polaroid hike in Griffith Park near the observatory. Uh, but then you also see him driving by the Silver Lake Reservoir and Sunset Junction, and you know, so it's kind of a neat. Like beginners, it's like it really shows that side of town. That's like um, for me, bored to death on HBO is all Carol Gardens, Park Slope, and yeah. it's like oh, I love that show. Yeah, 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 exactly. And like they do a good job of showing it. Yeah, you know, there's uh, I like I like it when you know where something is. It's like, I never like every time I write a show or develop an idea for something uh, or I'm pitching something, I always like to give it a real place. Now the show that you chose is also a real place. Yes. It is in Boston proper. Yes, Boston proper. And it is Cheers. Yes, I had chosen up Cheers, one of the best shows of all time. And I'm not like I'm going out on a limb saying that. You it's, what how yeah. dare you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? Well, okay, to each his own. What a hipster liking <laughs> Cheers. Um Cheers is is great. It just it's I don't know. I uh it's like everybody it's just a bunch of like characters. Everyone's like kind of a a big grounded character. And the fact that it, like, you know, entire episodes take place. And, you know, they always say, like, you know, the thing that, you know, everyone knows now because of community, like the bottle episode. Right. But we're just going to be in this one. And, like, it's ridiculous for people. A bottle episode all in one place? You know, that's cheers. All in one place. Cheers is great. I just realized this is actually not the second time I'm doing cheers. The third time. And every time I do it, I get so excited. And we're watching an episode from the 10th season, which... Usually, if you said any TV show, we're watching an episode from the 10th season, I'd be like, all right, yeah. like the, it's phone it in or like rehashing the same thing. But yeah. Cheers is the type of show where the writing continued to just be awesome throughout. And I, yeah, and I, I don't, I, you know, it's, I don't know why. And I should really go back. You know, one of my, I almost picked a, another show I almost picked was Roseanne. Which is great show also. One of my favorite shows of all time, uh, you know. Save that last season, but um, was it all a dream? Was there something where yeah, it was, well, they like won the, the lottery? They yeah, won the, the lottery. Season I never finale, saw that one. The se- it was the season finale from the previous season. They win the lottery, and then like the next season, Dan's gone. Uh, <sighs> you know, yeah. which is weird because he had just recovered from a heart attack, and you know, it was just you know, and there was a sweet moment where they you know in that last season where they burn the uh, their mortgage because they, yeah. okay. they they were able to buy their house finally, and. Um, it's an incredible show that would really play the long game yes. with stuff where it's like get you know Roseanne having a funny conversation with her mother hanging up on her and then like it's like you know is everything okay no my mom's coming in a few weeks a few episodes later yes. the mom shows up they let stuff like you know there's a season where they build a a bike shop and then the bike shop has to be sold and then like he go and then Dan goes back to you know, uh, drywalling and, you know, there's just these like things that are happening throughout their lives. That which feel is, like life a little bit yes, more. And than... That's what they did so <laughs> yeah, well. And yeah. I know that's what it was celebrated for was actually showing real life. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, a, it was, it was so incredible that they would just let stuff hang. And so, that's why I could never really, besides maybe the Halloween episodes, I can never really pick one Roseanne episode. Right. Halloween um, were the best Halloween episodes of all time. Yeah, Their exactly. costumes were just amazing. So they would throw a haunted house. It's like, you know, they were just... They were, and the, the one, it was the first show I think I realized 
where the characters were funny to each other. Yes, where they'd laugh, like they'd be telling jokes that would be in the room jokes, not just yeah. you laughing as an audience member. Yeah, exactly. Which is like you know, Cheers. It's like no one knows they're funny, but Dan O'Connor knew how to make Rosie laugh. You know, yes. or not not Dan O'Connor. Dan Connor knew how to make Rosie laugh. Rosie knew how to like do a thing to make you know to break. Dan. You know, there was just yeah. all those moments where all these characters knew they were funny because that's how that's how they like dealt with their shitty lives. Yeah, and that's how life works in real life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. At least for guys like us. Yes, who know? are hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. But, you know, I'm I'm sure you're the same way where it's uh you get in trouble with, you know, your partner because you like a serious thing happened or they complain or they kind of reveal something and then you make a joke because it's the first thing you think yeah. of. And it's not the time for that. Right. Yeah, it's not always the time for a joke. Yes. Um there's yeah there's a that's a couple things you got to know as a, like a comic or even just sometimes a a guy is that don't always make a joke right away yeah. <laughs> um, unless you're sure it's going to cheer him up yes and then don't offer how to fix the problem just sit back a little bit just Take, listen yeah <laughs> it's, and it's so che- cheesy to be guys that are like that know that now like yeah. now I finally understand so much comedy from you know that I grew up with but right. Like, like, don't fix just, it. Just shut up for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, there was, I think, I mean, I can't remember if it was a uh, college humor sketch or who, but it was, uh, it was like, you know, there was a girl with like a nail in her head. Okay. And like, uh, she's like, but she just hear her complain. It's like, my head hurts. Like, and the guy's like, well, what if you um, drink more water? And she's like, don't. <laughs> Try and fix it. Just listen to me. She has a nail in her head. You know, that's it's silly, but it's like I I don't think I would have gotten that, you know, five, six years ago. Now that you're in a, a strong, committed relationship, you understand women a little bit more. College humor makes much more sense. To you. <laughs> that's the weirdest fucking thing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a neat thing about even going back and watching old shows and watch, you know stuff you grew up yes, with. Yes, definitely. The context changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you had no idea what you were laughing at. Sometimes you had no – like, you know, all those things – where you'd be watching, I just don't understand why they get to, they don't get together. It's like, well, because there's much more to it than love. Yeah, there's, there's compat- Yeah, there's so many more things, and um, yeah, so it's it's neat going back and watching old movies or TV shows w- with the eyes of an adult, or being the age of the people who are writing it, and yeah. like, understanding more what they were talking about or going through. Totally. Now, with the the episode that you chose for this one, why did it particularly stand out to you? It's something I've referenced since I've seen it. And, you know, I was a kid and I really wanted to do comedy and, you know, not just stand up, but like, you know, like sketch and acting and improv and all this stuff. I was always obsessed with it. And I loved that they had uh, in this episode, which is called uh, My Son, the Father or My Son, My Father or something like that. I think. My Son, My Father. Let's check it out. It is called Oh Boy. The... Ooh, my Son, the Father. My Son, the Father. Uh, so I, I only remembered one of the storylines from this, and this is that uh, Cliff Clavin mm-hmm. <coughs> wants to do stand-up comedy. Wow. And then his uh, stand-up comedy routine is like something I remembered. But like not the jokes, but I remember everything was uh, like, hey, uh, you know, uh, like, you know, hey, uh, bad drivers, what's up with that? Oh, my God. Uh, anyway, um, it's uh, airplane food. What's up with that? And then... Um, he ends his set by going, uh, but on a serious note, ladies and gentlemen, drinking and driving. What's up with that? Amazing. Yeah. And that's what I remember. And Norm was there to go see him. But uh, <laughs> And then the thing is, it's like, you know, and then when I looked up the episode to make sure which one it was, I saw that the A storyline is actually 
uh, when uh, Carla's son wants to become a, a priest. And so she she says, well, that's that's my you know fast pass ticket into heaven so i could do whatever <laughs> i want and then i completely remembered like her whole sort you know just those little bits and everything starts kind of coming together so this probably aired in if this is season 10 and it started i think in 82 is that possible uh, so this might be like 90 yeah. this might be like 92 or something like yeah. that yeah 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 definitely cuz it went on for 13 years that's amazing yeah and about how old were you when you watched this episode originally? Well, I must have been... Well, I was born in 82. Okay. So I was, you know, like... 10, 10 11. Yeah, 10, 11 or something like that. I was 8 or 9 yeah. at that point. So I... Uh, though I don't remember a lot of cheers from when I was a kid. Like, I remember watching the series finale live. Yeah. Uh, but I don't... Because I was a little young, you know, this wasn't uh, one of those shows that I immediately gravitate toward you know it doesn't have this like feeling of oh my god my childhood but yeah it uh i for every episode that i've ever seen is unreal yeah well, i mean it was a, it was a weird thing for my parents because you know i was born the year it started oh wow i was you know 13 i remember thinking about all these things like you know like my parents like the show's been around as long as you have i was like but these people have seemed to look the same right they were you know. probably like when the show ended. They're like, should we get rid of Jonah now? Like, yeah, it's like yeah. this has always been. This is how we've measured his life. This is, is the, how we handled him. Yeah, <laughs> we know how shitty this kid was, but at least we had the cheers. And program. then they're like, oh my god, thank God, Fraser's coming. Yeah, exactly. Can... <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, yeah. And now they just pay attention to Broadway just to, so they can keep their, you know. Then Fraser, that's another great show. I'm surprised. Did Matt? I'm surprised Matt. Matt did not watch it, but uh, Matt. That's against type. He (laughs) literally. I drive to work with him, and he literally has a Fraser music album, which I don't know why that exists. Yeah, he found that. Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, it's a great show. It is. I watched uh, an episode uh, of that with um, Abby Jacobson, uh, which was delightful. A two-parter. Nice. Um, so we're going to check out uh, My Son, the Father. I'm pretty psyched to see Cliff do stand-up. Is there anything else you remember specifically from your... You haven't watched this since you watched it at age 10. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen it since. Um, yeah, so he's just doing those jokes, and then like slowly everyone starts to leave. <laughs> because he's so bad. And then when he... Cause he can't, and he can't see him. He can't, he's in the lights, and he's kind of nervous. And then... Uh, uh, he gets off stage after that, you know, word to the wise kind of moment, and then he gets, sits back down with Norm, and uh, and like he's like, oh, "Gee, where did everybody go?" And then Norm's like, "Oh, oh, there was a bomb scare. I think <laughs> I think that's what happened." <laughs> that's awesome, and that's before bomb scares were hot when they they were like buzzwords. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. That was like uh, it was okay to say that in that city at the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's check out my son, the father. Hey. Now, uh, Boston audiences are the greatest audiences in the world. <laughs> uh, you know, I got this friend, uh, whose son is going to become a priest. I know where this is going. My son, the father. What's up with that? I never thought I'd see a whole room full of people not laughing at Cliff. <laughs> well, let's uh, see what topics we got in the old mailbag, huh? Okay, yo, uh, Here's one. Uh, anybody have a chance to call a TV repairman lately? What's up with that? <laughs> Here's a doozy. Avon lady. Ding dong. What's up with that? 
That's it for me. Seriously, folks, on a serious note, I just want to say, drinking and driving, what's up with that? <laughs> Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. I've really enjoyed it. Uh, and I've got to say, this is the most love I've ever felt in one room in my life. Thank you. Charles Burroughs, Charles Productions. We, we literally Deke. Um <laughs> Sit, Ubu, sit. Good dog. Um Absolutely. <laughs> I, couldn't th- <laughs> I couldn't think of another old uh, one. Here's another one. Oh, yeah. Is that, uh, that's at the end of uh, Delocated? No, no, Key and Feel. Key and Feel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is uh, Delocated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, here's the uh, end of uh, um, uh, Wonder Shows in Pierre. Uh, <laughs> God, what would yours be if you had a... You know, uh, I've been thinking about it, even though... Like, we're talking about, if the audience isn't aware, pr- yeah. the production companies at the end of shows, they're awesome yeah. little yeah. half a second thing. Yeah. Um, Busboy is uh, like... Psh, psh, sorry. Psh, sorry, yeah. 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 Um, and then a worldwide... Worldwide. God, yeah, that would be so great. Yeah, because I, I, I have to have a production card now because uh, I'm an EP on the Meltdown show. Oh, that's right. And I'm going to, much like on Keen Peel and Drunk History and stuff like that, I'm going to split the screen with uh, uh, Emily and Kamel's production company. So what's, do you have a production company name? I do, well, it's like I have my business name. Okay. Be, and it's uh, it's uh, literally figurative uh, incorporated. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. It's been like, that's been one of my favorite like things I thought of uh, uh, like for a very long time. Like I just love the idea of someone going. He was literally being figurative when he said the world was going to end. Uh, so yeah, literally figurative ink. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking for a logo, some kind of penguin. I don't know. I, I don't you've, know. You've got time. You got time to figure it out. Right? I got like like three weeks. Okay, yeah. figure it out. Figure it out. <laughs> but it is like uh, I uh, I did since it's like since we're sharing you know uh, the screen for our cards. I was thinking I, I did almost want. Um, uh, for the sound to play during it, right. I, wa- I wanted it to be uh, uh, Pete Holmes doing his Kumail impression, saying "Emily," with Emily. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I want. Just some kind of inside joke or something like that. Um, so we just um, cheers our glasses, raised our glasses to cheers. Yes, uh, my son, the father. How was it? Twenty year, twenty two years later. Yeah. Wow. Um. You know, it's okay. It's, yeah. not, it's not their height, clearly. It wasn't the, yeah. It was interesting because uh, one of the episodes we watched, uh, I watched for this was about seven seasons in. This ten seasons in, you could see that they're, it's leaning into it a little bit more. They're, well, you it's know. like they're kind of, you know, they're relying on Lilith more than I've ever noticed before. Yeah, a lot of Lilith. A lot of Lilith in there and then like, you know, uh, Norm's buddy. Uh, yeah, who I don't even remember his name. He's a heavy guy, glasses, suspenders. He's just another norm. Yeah, he's just... He's making the same jokes. Yeah, it's the same. It's just double normed. Up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and and the storylines are... the There are three storylines. Yes. Um, the uh, one was obviously uh, Cliff doing stand-up. The other was... Uh, Carla's... Carla's um, son becoming son. a priest, and then and then the third was uh, Sam 
uh, trying to start a lawsuit with his uh, with the upstairs uh, restaurant because yeah, he, he chipped a tooth. He chipped a tooth, and. Two out of three of them are pretty high, like pretty ridiculous. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, a son becoming a priest isn't so much ridiculous as what what she does with it. Yes, exactly. The idea that you're – so he, she introduces his son, who I don't know if he was a recurring character or not. Uh, I don't remember. I don't know. Yeah. But he comes in. He says he's going to become a priest. She gives him some money, and everybody's proud. She's so proud, but more excited that – because he is a priest, she will go to heaven no matter what. Yeah, so she becomes a complete piece of shit. So she's literally, figuratively, <laughs> fucking with every uh, person in the bar, especially uh, Kirstie Alley. Yes, uh, yes. She's, uh, Kirstie, uh, wait, I'm now, Diane is uh, yeah. trying to do her taxes, get her taxes in order, and she's like, like first she has a blow dryer. Yeah, she has behind, a blow dryer behind the bar, right? And just blows all of them away, and then dips her huge calculator into the water. But they must have. I was noticing how much water was flowing off of the calculator. What I assumed they had done was they took out the inner workings of the calculator and filled the whole thing with water because yeah. it kept dripping with it water. It did. It did. But there's a lot of room in those old calculators. It, to be fair, it was an old big calculator. Old, so. You know, I went to my accountant yesterday, and uh, he had the old one with a little paper receipt printer thing. Did he have, like, the uh, the poker? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the the like, green clear uh, yeah. visor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and but, he had uh, the press ticket in his hand, <laughs> <laughs> smoking a cigar. Yeah, exactly. And talking about old boxing matches. He had the little ticker tape uh, stuff coming in yeah. uh, you know, for the uh, whatever's going on in Wall Street. I don't know. Does Wall Street still exist? I don't know. Yeah, it does, um, man. The banks. Ugh, anyway, uh, enough politics. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, and then yeah, Norm. So he gets published in the uh, in, in the, the Postal Service's newsletter. Newsletter. Yeah. He posts a humorist. A, a humorist, which I forget what was his original joke in the thing. It was about uh, oh yeah, like uh, postal. Something it was about his feet hurting at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh and then um the only person who thought he was funny was Lilith. Right. Who is the has been set up as being the antithes like it's like anti humor. She just doesn't ever smile or emote or anything. Right. Actually there there are some the the show was a little bit uh you could tell, you know, it was ten seasons, but there's some hilarious stuff. That part with Fraser and Lilith where she's Well she yeah, she claims that uh like the rats she's working at it with her uh, with in her lab consider her a goddess. Right, because uh Carla she's saying how uh Fraser's saying how ridiculous it is that Carla believes in a god and then uh Lilith is saying, Well that's you know a very you know, innate in your being is ninety five percent of the world, you know finds that there's a higher being that yeah. they believe in and then yeah, she's saying the rats that she works with think of her as a god. Yeah. And then there's this long, perfect Fraser moment of just uh like apropos of nothing. Yes. How many vacation days do you have? And then she has like what should say like ninety like, like eighty or ninety yeah, days. Yeah. Which is like, you know, that's funny. It's just clearly just building up. Yeah. I don't know that scientists had vacation days. Yes, exactly. But uh he's uh she's asked why he's like, Oh, and then you think he's gearing up to like say like she just needs a vacation. Yeah. But like and it's funny because the way he 
like you don't know which way it's going to go. Yeah. And it's almost like a non thing where he's like, could you ever maybe take some, uh, you know, 50 days out of that time and maybe. What, what, he was like, and maybe spend it with people yeah <laughs> and you're not sure like if he means like if, like you know like you don't yeah it's just, it's just really good and also anytime i assume you have felt this before but like a joke is built up because he sets it up like apropos of nothing you know it's heading somewhere yes. like yeah you're sort of feel ahead of it but it still lands really well because yeah. it's 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 just great it's yeah, really I good writing like, kind of thought like maybe he was gonna say like you know like a sanitarium or not that those exist but you know like a yes psych ward of some sort yeah you knew, he's it, a psychiatrist. you knew it was a big setup for a joke and it's yeah. still like hit and was surprising yeah, and yeah. it was it's just you know it's really solid writing still. yeah yeah definitely and then um you know some and then there was a lot of stuff that just like a lot of stuff in this episode that just played against type with the characters lilith is finding stuff funny yes you know she yes. never finds stuff funny um norm does a joke where he's like well you know me i'm gonna go home to vera yes because uh cliff's telling jokes and he's like i got you gotta get out of here yeah. so the joke is that of course he never wants to see his wife which yeah is, so there's yeah you know it'd be great if they did a drama version of this show like they're so depressing all of them dude <laughs> they, you know it's a weird thing that no one really sees in time is that they're just all in a bar all that's some of them are drinking coffee Lilith is always Lilith drinking, is coffee. drinking coffee but Every Sam is uh, is so he's sober. I yeah. think I think he's oh, so. He I think he's sober, and then everybody else is a beer. drunk. Yeah, yeah, mostly just beer. Like you know, Fraser's drinking beer. Norm's drinking beer. Everyone's drinking beer. Yes, and it's just uh, and it's you know it's clearly pub culture. They all just go there to hang out. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. But all their home lives are crazy. Like Carla, every time she references like, like another husband or another, another, like all of her children are in yeah. jail. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Woody in this episode references that he doesn't get enough money to buy lunch every day. Yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, Norm hates his wife. Frazier, obviously their relationship is ridiculous. Him yeah. And but they are still there. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then, um, yeah, and then uh, uh, Cliff is just kind of a loser. Yeah, Cliff is just a total loser. Yeah. Um, I was – I don't know why. Maybe it's because one of the last episodes of this show I watched was still with Coach, not Woody. But I don't know. Are you watching True Detective? Yes. Seeing Woody Harrelson in this is so funny now because, like, well, I'm knee-deep in True Detective. That's true because you're watching True Detective now. But everything he's done – like, mostly every role Woody Harrelson has taken since leaving Cheers has been to try and wash the taste of Woody out of people's mouths. Yeah. Which but, is a weird thing to say. I just I just realized. <laughs> <laughs> I keep getting a taste of Woody, Woody in, in my, my mouth. mouth. Uh, but, yeah, everyone's trying you – know, he's been just like – you know, he – you know, white men can't jump, which is he was playing a real aggressive dude. Yes. Um, and then you know, uh, uh, what's the um, the psychopath murderer movie? Uh, Not Money Train. Um, psychopath murderer. Uh, the, him and his, uh, him and Juliet Lewis. Oh my god. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, natural born. Uh, natural born killers. killers yeah. Screaming at their yeah. radios that they're listening to the song. Guys, I don't know how you got this on your radio, but <laughs> kudos. Uh, there is a place uh, right now in uh, Atwater Village, uh, the neighborhood I live in. Uh, it's a record store called Jackknife Record and Tapes. But they, uh, this guy, f- has been retrofitting old boomboxes with uh, Bluetooth. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So that's like a, a guy cool goes idea. in, makes a Bluetooth compatible. 
and then uh, you can just have like an old school boombox blasting your favorite episode. So now it'll be it's that episode. Podcast Raheem running through Brooklyn. Yeah, this guy just nerdy kids yeah. with a boombox on their shoulder walking down Silver Lake blasting the new Marin. <laughs> that would be so. I totally believe that will exist. Yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> I actually got in trouble on my Instagram recently where I took a picture of a billboard that was uh, uh, promoting a podcast that I'd never heard oh, of. Oh, I know. Jake and Amir. Yeah. I assume Jake and Amir's podcast. And I didn't know. I couldn't. Like, I, like the drawings of them, I could not tell it was right. them. And I, and like I made like I, and I like, you know, framed it so there's like a donut shop in the you know, thing. And I it's like, and I, all I said was like, who the fuck makes a billboard for a podcast? Almost as if, is that where we're at now? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm no one to talk. Like, I'm on, like, one of the bigger podcasts that, you know, is promoted like a fucking weird juggernaut. Sure. Um, but I just, it was more of just like a, wow, is that where we're at? Who the fuck does that? Yeah. Uh, especially because I never heard of it. And then um, their fans. Oh, boy. Just went ape shit on me. Holy shit. And, like, they're like. Like, like tagging them saying, this motherfucker, you wish you were as funny as he, like, fucking, like, oh my God. people going crazy. And I was like, w- like, immediately it was like, A, I had no idea. Sure. I actually really like, like, I don't know them really personally. I've met them a couple times, I think. But, like, I, I'm a big fan of Jake. Yeah, and Jake and me are great. Yeah, but it was just, uh. Well, the funny thing is when I, I, because I, my wife is in ta- was in town and we were driving around. And I saw that, and I was like, and I know them. They were on this podcast and everything. And uh, I, I, too, was just struck because I've just never seen advertising for a podcast. Like, it yeah. is just weird to see in the real world a niche thing like podcast. I mean, not that podcasts are that niche, but it's also like super targeted. You know, like only yeah. so many people see that. And it doesn't it, say Jake and Amir. Yeah. It's like yeah. some people might know that. It doesn't say like, you know, the guys from this or that. It's just straight yeah. up for the podcast and it's like drawings of them. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was a... That was a real weird... I don't know why I brought... Don't... Uh, f- again, guys, Jake and Amir fans listening, yeah. hey, man, chill out. We yeah. love you guys. <laughs> but it was a real weird thing. Oh, yeah, because we're talking about just, like, podcasting and getting big and stuff like that. But, like... Uh, but, yeah, it was, a, it was a weird moment where it's just... Uh, you can never underestimate a subculture. <laughs> yes. Don't... Yeah, yeah, yes. That's absolutely true. Yeah. Um, now, with this... Except one, maybe C-Punk. Uh, that wait, C Punk is the. I just learned about this from my friend Rory. Is this the one where people? It, it's like ocean. I think it's like yeah, like a sea shanty punk of some yes. sort. I only reason I know about it is because Jake Fogelnest uh, constantly had like a whole war against this like small subset of, of the genre. Did. Of course, and you saying did. there's no such thing as sea punk. Sea punk is not they a thing. Must and have love that. It was great. It was great. I love his little attacks against the youth. Yeah, he 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 knows how to he knows how to do it. Yeah, I think he's been waiting his whole life to be old so he could attack the youth. <laughs> right, because that's what. They're supposed to. You're supposed to be made fun of because all it does is make you more reserved in what you think is right. <laughs> you know, it's like I have a friend that says uh, he went he went to a show. He went to go see this band Fiddler, and they're you know they got a lot of young fans and you know and uh, 
the way the kids are moshing. And he's like, these kids aren't doing it right. And I was like, no, that means they're doing it right because you're in your 30s. <laughs> you're not supposed to think what they're doing right, is right. Course, yeah. <laughs> we want, especially guys that grew up being in punk bands over there, we want to think it's like, we're going to be young forever and we're right. always going to be on the precipice of what's cool. You're the cool. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. the second you say, wait, th- that's not how you, yeah, in yeah, my yeah. day. Yeah. Oh, I, fuck. When I went to a store and I was like, this whole new thing where like kids are buying cassette tapes, that's real dumb, right? And some guy's like, hey, it's not for everybody. And I was like, you shut up. No, I'm cool. I, I buy vinyl, motherfucker. Um, now, in this episode, uh, we talked obviously about Cliff doing stand up. When you, you said when you started watching this, you were all. Did you gravitate it because you like stand up, or you knew that you were interested in stand up? I loved stand up. I was interested in comedy. Um, it was. It was just like you know. To me, like it was all the same. Especially like for you know, let's see, ninety four, even ninety three, or something. You know, Ben Stiller show, and you see the Ben Stiller is kind of like. He's an actor and he also does sketches. Right. And like and then like I was like, but I've seen Andy Dick do stand up bits on TV. Right. And Mr. Show comes out and you're like, but these guys I see some of these guys on stand up shows, but they're also acting and doing sketches right. and they're clearly writers on the show. And so that was for me the like a huge deal, like where like, you know, I as a fan of comedy across the board, um, that like I was just interested in all, and like you know, stand up was is the most self sufficient way to get into comedy, right? Because you don't have to worry about uh, paying for classes or being a, finding a bunch of other people to be in a troupe with, or right. any, you know, or writing and just having nowhere to put it, you know, in, in a pre kind of internet world. Uh, and so yeah, so I remember like just like oh, getting excited, and it was still like one of those things where it's like I didn't know if this was something I was going to ever do, but I knew that it called to me, and I knew that it like it. Made me perk up. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that was, a, I feel like, because I'm a couple years younger than you, the same thing was happening probably a couple of years later. I was just remembering this week that uh, the Dana Carvey special, Critics' Choice, oh, yeah, that was yeah. on Comedy Central, like how much it played. Yeah. And just the idea of that, I feel like that was the age, probably around that time, like 12 or something, where it started being like, oh, this is the, I, I, yeah, I'm seeing people can actually hear Critics' Choice, with, that's the one with the big screen. and the, That's the one, yeah he, yeah, he has the screen, and it's the, he does the Neil Young, he does the, uh, uh, the, uh, the Chop and Broccoli. Chop and Broccoli, yeah, he does the O.J. Simpson case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um... I love that special. Yeah, you're right. They played. The they played shit the out shit out of, out of it. I tweeted about it yesterday, and like uh, a couple of friends uh, just started tweeting at me lines from it. Like, yeah, yeah. we all know. Like, Dude, so many- the other night, like, um, like me and my wife are in bed and then uh we hear the cat jump across our piano and then she just my my uh like my wife just goes meow, meow. <laughs> like you know she chop she chop she jumping back up yeah but uh yeah that's a great great special and you're right it's like uh it's like oh this guy yeah because he was yeah. on i knew him from snl yeah. but i was like oh this isn't like he did sketches, but he also did this, you yeah. know, like it was sort of that coming together. Now, I want to ask you, because you're, I'm not in the stand-up world, obviously you are, but like the idea of, I'm sure this happens, people that are in their own career in like, that's totally, like Cliff is a mailman. Yeah. And he wants to pursue this, like, because I've taken, you know, I took and taught improv and sketch classes, like. There are definitely people that are just like, I'm going to go for this. And and, yeah. and they're not uh, – they've never been in that world and maybe they're yeah. a little bit – do you witness that oh, in the, yeah. I mean, in the well, stand-up world? I, I did when I was at open mics. Right. Open mics, you see it. 
Um, especially right after New Year's. New Year's is when oh at, my god, gyms, gyms get oh crowded. Gyms yes. get crowded and open mics get crowded. Yes, and it's just a bunch of people going. This is it. I told myself I was going to do this. Uh, also, on top of that, like if you're in a kind of a college area, I mean, a big open mic back when I started, a lot of us came from uh, the Bruco. Um, like, you know, it was right, it was in Westwood. So it was Westwood Village. So there was, you know, UCLA kids. So when school got in, there would be like a bunch of dudes that were like, we're going to, there's a stand up. We're good. Let's do it. We're in college. It's new experiences, guys. And, uh, and yeah. So yeah, there, and then you would see the guys that like were trying to, you know, bring their career into their act where it's like, you know, I'm a this and I'm going to do right. that. And, uh, but you know, you know you see the older guys start and it's just like it's you know there's so much more built up to that moment than a kid that's on yeah. stage like you know for me I could get away with just being like I'm just a kid I don't know any better I don't know any better that's why I'm trying to do this thing that the odds are will fucking blow up in my face right uh and for them it's kind of like when you climb up you know, onto like a rock or a tree and then to jump into a lake or a river or something like that. And then you, you, you see the guys that just walk up and then just jump and you're like, you're like, well, they got it done with. And then you're up there for a little longer than yes. you should be. And then you, st- it means more to take that. It's jump. built up and then it has, yeah, it, it's not the same thing as just jumping. There's something else going on. Yeah, exactly. There. Like more and more rocks start rising to the surface of that lake. Yeah, it's interesting because, like, with improv, I feel like I always, like, everybody should do it. Everybody should take a class. I think so, yeah. Um, but but if you're – and I think it's great when people who have no experience with comedy do it. But there's something about, like, I'm going for it. Yeah. You know, like, I'm doing it and, like, I'm uh, putting the pressure on it is, like, yeah. a, a scary, weird thing. Yeah, it's a, it's a bummer. I mean, I love – I love improv. I love taking the classes, and I uh, I took a I took I even just as a refresher. I took one last year, just like a, one of those uh, immersion courses, right? Intensives, you know. yeah, 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 intensive. Um, just because I, yeah, I, I think it's important. I think it's necessary. I think it's um, you know, you have to if you want to be f- not funny, but if you want to like just sharpen the skills, you know, yeah. like because um, I'm not in a writer's room much anymore. So, right, and that's where I like you know I was able to kind of just like be quick all the time. Right, right. And so I was like I find myself kind of getting dull and I you know you need to kind of work out, you need to work you some know, brain muscle. You a can't bit. just play the games, you have to you have to practice. Yeah. And uh I think it's I think it's a great thing to do. But the one part that always kind of like like bums me out when you're in there is the people that clearly just like you know, are doing it because they think it'll get on SNL, or they're yeah, doing oof. it because like and they're. I'm agents. sure that's much more here in LA than in New York as well, because yes. probably agents and you know, the, well, it, yeah, everybody. If you're an actor, they say go take a comedy improv class. Yeah, you know, uh, like that's the one thing that we got on most actors. Like you know, I uh, I go to on a lot of auditions and I'll see guys in there that's just that's all they can do they can take classes uh acting classes and then be on auditions but like i have i have a voice and people know me yeah they and they they connect to you and they know your style and your you have a you have your own personality that is part of your act yeah it's like the stakes are lower for me in auditions you know because i have my other job yes yeah God, I can't. Being just an actor would be. I feel like so much 
pressure on every fucking. Well, yeah, I mean, because you know, when you're trying to be a professional actor, your job is to take acting classes, take like symposiums, like you know, take like you know, teach yourself and be immersed in the uh, the art of acting. And then also, you can't really eat like shit, and you have to oh, fucking have to uh, look work out good all the time. Yeah, that's you know. Um, it's it's ridiculous when you if you really notice it. Even the guy who's supposed to be schlubby, that's what is pretty fit. My friend Gabrus, who I, he told me he saw you at an audition this week, um, but he was saying, yeah, like how, he, like the handsome, the the weird looking friend is also always like super good looking. Yeah, it's not like yeah, you're, yeah. The standard is just oh, you're of course you're great looking. Yeah, even like when you. Yeah, just I was watching Fight Club, and it's like, you know, Edward Norton's supposed to be like this, like dorky, schlubby guy sure. next to Brad Pitt, who's like his ego. Yeah, but Edward Norton on his own is a great-looking, very fit man. I'm very attracted to yeah. Ed Norton. Yeah, exactly. And you know, but it's all the you know the whole like idea of like you know Jim Rash, you know, t- you know he's TV, he calls himself TV ugly, uh-huh, but yeah. like it's like Jim Rash is fucking jacked. Hell Have you ever yeah. seen him without a shirt on? He's got like I'd bricks, <laughs> huge shoulders. Like he's as fit as Joel McHale. Wow. But what is he? He's the dean. Yeah. And he's this kind of prancy man. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and I, you know, I, I went in. This is like shop talk, and I'm sorry, but like, <laughs> we're I, there. We're getting. There. I know. It's cool. I know. I'm sorry. This is like probably what you have to deal with now that you're chosen. <laughs> now <laughs> this is the L.A. Ver- this is yeah. it's an episode L.A. I'm sorry, but you brought up like your friend. It's like you know, I went on um, I went on an audition for this Natasha Leone, Amy Poehler uh, show. I'm invested already. I it's like it's a great script. Great. It's a really really great script, and I was like really excited, and I worked real hard on sure. it. Sure, and I and I go in and uh, but I see. Like it's supposed to be the kind of dorky friend, and I was, and then I was like, it's like, but like there's kind of like kind of an interest between him and Natasha mm-hmm, Leone, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, Natasha Leone, like it's like I felt like maybe I have a, 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 you know, like I have kind of a shot at this, you know, I can play this, I know this guy, I know this type, I'm like, um, you know, I'm this weird middle area guy where I can kind of be, I'm not like you know, I'm not handsome. I'm not like disgusting, <laughs> like, but, and by disgusting, I mean like I'm not like I- insanely goofy looking. Right. I'm really just kind of just nondescript, uh, unattractive man. You know. Oh man, don't say that, dude. I don't. You You're know what I mean? hot. TV unattractive. <laughs> but like, uh, and then like I find out who who got it, and it was uh, it was Nick Nick Thune, and I was like, oh yeah, he's gorgeous. He's he's the handsome man. Yeah, and he can he'll play the shit out of that part. Yeah. Um, but it was just like uh, he's the dorky – Nick Thune is the dorky friend that can't get the girl. But in the comedy world, it's like, oh, the good-looking comedian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all really perspective when it comes to that. But like, yeah, you have to be – like, you know, Woody in uh, Cheers is like a dopey guy. But he – like you see him like reach for stuff and he's just got these like he's huge jacked. arms. Yeah, I know. It's sort of hidden because of – how ridiculous his uh, outfit is in yeah. this episode. Yeah, some good outfits. In this Him episode. and Sam in this episode next to each other is a great screen grab because they're... Sweaters. Uh, Woody's sweater is this bright color, like every color of the rainbow. It was, the, it was cross-color time. Yes. Yeah, yeah, like Theo Huxable, he would always wear cross-color. Yes, and... but it was it was like straight lines. Yeah, yeah. I don't for... mean actual crosses, but like yes. cross-color was the name for like just colors that didn't belong next oh, to each other okay. on, on one outfit. Yeah. I'm learning something. And then... 
I don't even know how to describe Sam's. It was like little like mirror like like sweater white sweater with like blue and brown like ovals in it. And it was yeah, just disgusting. Yeah, just it was really real, real weird. And you pointed out in this episode, which I appreciated very much, was there was a not joke. Yeah, yes. Which, let me look. I think I wrote it down. I forget exactly what it was, but this was uh like oh yeah oh oh yeah Carla goes um oh she does something bad to Diane she's like I guess I'm gonna burn in hell not yeah which is, was huge huge I remember first grade I had uh I went to my family went to Delaware Rehoboth Beach where the, I don't know if you've ever been there a lot of t-shirt shops and I got <laughs> a white sweatshirt not hooded, just regular sweatshirt, and on the back it just said "not." Yeah, that's how that's how big that joke was that you could just it could just say "not." Everyone knows exactly what you're talking about, and it was pretty cool. But they it said "not dot dot dot" instead of it should have said "dot dot dot not." Not, yeah, yeah, that's very true. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that was because that was around, you know. Like Wayne's World was doing those jokes. Yes. It was just in the zeitgeist, and I don't know. Maybe someone could say that. I mean, the first time I heard it was a Wayne's World sketch, but I I, I assume that was the thing that made that yeah big yeah it must have been because Wayne's World was just everywhere yes but what right. year was that movie Wayne's World was ninety two I think was it ninety two yeah uh, that's that's what I'd guess ninety two ninety three so this was probably right around this time that was probably see the Cheers guys were like we need to be young and hip. Yeah, let's yeah, that's a, true. Let's yeah. use a uh, Wayne's World '92. Yep, Wayne's World Two, '93. No way, it was the next year. Yeah, what a what a sharp decline. I did. A, it seemed like it came out way too late at the time. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I was eleven. It was. Did uh, I, I did a paper about Wayne's World Two in college in my postmodernism in film class. Really, on and, Wayne's World Two? Mm-hmm. Or I didn't do a paper. I did um, a presentation about it. On Wayne's World 2. On Wayne's World 2. And like... Our teacher assigned that to us. Interesting. Because it's... The movie's about movies. Yes. It's everything... You know, it's the Doors uh, thing. It's got yeah. the, uh, the the graduate in it. It's got the graduate. It's, it's got, got the, a, ja- the uh, Japanese movies uh, yes. ripoff. It's all movies. Yeah, it's even got... Uh, it's got um, Officer and a Gentleman. Yeah. It's, uh, I've got nowhere else to go. Yeah. Um, wow, yeah. That is that is really right. But I mean, my biggest paper in that class was about um uh Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. It's a great movie. I'm very proud of it. It's a great, great, great movie. Yeah, I love I, I'm a big proponent of Wayne, uh Bill and Ted's bogus journey. I love well. Bill and Ted's Bogus. Great soundtrack. I think I own that yeah. very much. It's got some Steve Vai on it. It's got some it's Steve got Vai the, uh, Reaper. It's got the Reaper rap. Yeah, the Reaper rap. <laughs> it's, and it's got like my favorite kiss song. Oh, God gave rock and roll to you part two. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Which we end every Meltdown show with. Not the actual TV show because we don't have a million dollars. Well, now I have to go to Meltdown. Yeah, I've never should. been. Now, <laughs> my, I, uh, God gave us a, a – wait, he's like, God gave us a something. God gave us a role. And that role was rock and roll. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's, a great, it's the best way to end anything. It's the – I mean, yeah. in that movie, it saves the universe. I mean, it's like yeah. it's the – that's the soundtrack for Earth becoming good. Yes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. But there was like one of the things I heard. It was like uh, when that one of their ideas uh, for like Alex and Keanu had an idea for the third. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been yeah. And one of the ideas was that that turns out that wasn't the song, and they still haven't figured out. What oh the yeah, song no. Is. That's what I heard was that it's them because you know in in the movie in Bogus Journey. 
they're like, well, we're going to go back. And they they go back in time and they come back and they all have huge beards yeah, and babies. Yeah. And then they play the song. But, yeah, I heard that the the third would be them. They actually have to figure out what the song is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Which is a great premise. Yeah, it's so good. God. That's one of those movies where, because, you know, I've talked about this with friends before. Like, if there's a Bill and Ted's 3, it has to be good. Because, like, there's no reason to do that movie. You no. know what I mean? Like... No one's clamoring Nobody's for like, it. it's not this property that's like, we need, you know, like Back to the Future, if they made it, you'd be like, of course. Yeah. Of yeah. course. And it would, you know, sort of ruin, you know, you'd assume that it would ruin. Yeah. Um, or like remaking like a RoboCop or something. Like, of course they did. Yeah. It. But like Bill and Ted, nobody's like, yes, moneymaker. No, no. It's just because it would make sense and there is... There is like there is like room for ideas. There. I have hope. I have yeah. hope. I and you know what I like, I like Alex Winter a lot. I yeah, think he's great. I think Keanu Reeves is like, yeah, I think he's like kind of a dopey guy, but like I think he's actually really you know really into cool shit. Yeah, and that, yeah, the they, fact that he's friends with Alex Winter, and that he played the Wolfman in Freaked, uncredited. Oh, I still haven't seen Freaked. You've never seen Freaked? I've never seen Freaked. Oh, my. Yeah, I guess. You should see it. You love it. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I'm gonna, I need to watch Freaked. Yeah. Yeah. Some It's like fucking, yeah, it's great. It's just, uh, it's very much of its time. That's an Alex Winter directed that. Alex Winter and Tom Stern wrote okay. and directed that. Tom Stern, who, uh, you know, he wrote The Idiot Box with. He directed a bunch of, um, a bunch of movies or music videos together for like a... Uh, um, uh, butthole surfers and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, Tom Stern, who went on to, I worked with him on Saul of the Mole Men. A, oh, Adult a, Swim, a, a yeah. Swim show. And then he uh, was the, the, one of the main directors and executive producers of Andy, the Andy Milanaka show. Oh, which is a great show. Yeah. So that's Tom Stern, who's really rad. All right. I got to yeah. see Freaked. Yeah. Fuck. It's very much of his time, but their man, it is a, it's like joke. Like it just is just so many jokes. Damn it. I'll check it out. Yeah. For it's like sure. a cartoon. Um, uh, going back to Cheers, what was the uh, – I, uh, I think, uh, yeah, it, it felt – to me it was like there were some things that – there was like one moment where I was like – because there were so many great jokes, but there were a couple hokey moments like when – so uh, what happened – we should say what happens with – yeah, with uh, with the Carla story yeah. is that um, Carla's son, uh, she brings him in and he says he's going to be a priest. And then later in the day, he comes back. And in a great suit. In a great suit. And it's like, what? Isn't that too flashy for a priest? He goes, priest, that was this morning. Now, why, why should I... Uh, waste these looks. Waste I'm these be a male looks. model. Exactly. Male model. And then she basically... Carla's like, fuck, I, I'm going to hell. Yeah. But what she does is there's a th- clap of thunder. Yes. Basically, like, as she learns this, there's a clap of thunder. And she goes... Uh oh! Yeah, like she like, she did everything but look into the camera, and then it went straight to commercial, which yeah, is yeah. like when you, if you were to do a parody of a sitcom, that's what would be lead into a commercial. Yes, like you can really see Michelle Tanner saying that line. Yes, from Full House. I'd and I'd love to see that. Yeah. Uh oh! God, they how he, this is a missed opportunity, and because. You know, like for the Super Bowl, they did that like yogurt commercial with uh, Jesse, Uncle Je- uh, Je- Un- oh, Joey, yeah, yeah. Uncle Jesse, and uh, Danny Tanner yeah. from uh, Bob Saget, uh, Dave Coulier, and, <laughs> uh, and uh, John Stamos. But like the Olsen twins have never done anything self-parody. That's very true. It's right because they think 
they're better than that? I don't know. I don't know. It's weird because they, I only see them like once in a while. It'll pop up on like a fashion thing. Yeah. You know, I don't even know what their thing is, except for one of them may have been there when Heath Ledger. Uh, uh, It would be so weird, though, if they did a Full House reunion. Yeah. And then the character of Michelle looks like that now. Yeah. It would probably mean that the, the the episode, the reunion, has to be about the rest of the family having an intervention for Michelle, who's so fucked up because of the weird way she was raised. Yes. Absolutely. Like, well, you know what? Three father figures was a little weird. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but it would be awesome if they if they did that. That would be unbelievable. Yeah. If they were just like, yeah, we're going to do... Uh, or if they just... you Because know, the Olsen twins made all those like sort of straight-to-DVD movies. If they just released another one where they're like detectives and it's totally... Like if, a hard-ass... It, no, but you know, if it was just like an old script, like they're just oh. like, this is... Because, you know, they wrote, probably wrote 50 and they only made 25. Yeah. If they just dusted one of those off yeah. and just did it straight. That would be really fucking great. Well, we need a fucking... We'll pitch that. Yeah. Pitch it. We're going to pitch it. Pitch it, Hollywood. Pitch it. Um, to, to all the high-powered Hollywood people listening, I'm, this, is a, this is a full pitch. This is a full pitch. You give us credit. Seriously. Um, oh, who's boy, your sorry. favorite Cheers character? Oh, if, you could, if you had to. It's Cliff. Cliff Clavin. Yeah. Like, um, you know, I just love the, oh, boy. You know, that His kind voice of, is amazing, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. It's just, uh, I always try to do them. Really, but it's like, it's like, but he has that, just that real... Old school, like, ah, oh, boy, the wife kind of, yeah. you know, sound to his voice. And I love making jokes like that. Every time I, I make dad jokes that way. I like, I love making dad jokes, like bad puns and dad stuff jokes, like that. That's my life. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, uh, but I can't say them in my normal voice. So I end up saying, like, um, it's, uh, you know, like, it's like, yeah, my wife told me to take out the trash, but I said, your mother's not here until next week. It's you know, <laughs> <laughs> a good dad joke. Yeah. <laughs> I made a bunch of great jokes like that when uh, Mike and Molly was coming out. And I was like, hey, Molly. It's like, you know, just uh, like I can't remember some of the. Um, uh, oh, no, no. The, the joke I made was like, uh, it's like, Mike, can you take out the trash? I would, Molly, but they're still doing their homework. Oh, gee. <laughs> and then. Um, uh, Mike, uh, Billy says there's a monster under his bed. Yeah, I thought your mother wasn't visiting till next week. Yeah, <laughs> gee, you know that. I- <laughs> well, it's funny because in this one, when he's doing stand-up comedy, there is this like, you know, it's ten seasons in. Cliff is he's it feels like he's almost playing the character of Cliff. Now. You know, like it's it's yeah, like yeah. you can see when he's going like. Well, he doesn't say what's the deal. He goes, "What's up with that?" What's up with that? Which maybe is slightly joking about making a joke about Seinfeld. Oh yeah, yeah. It's which very I didn't point, really that was just beginning to be a huge hit. Seinfeld was eighty nine, so at ninety two, it was probably coming into its own yeah, and yeah. becoming the new darling. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. maybe that was sort network, of a yeah. that might have been a little bit of a giant. Yeah. At, at, that's very true. That's very, very true. That's a good point. But That's a nice uh, theory. I also like when he plays it, though. Like, he kind of... <laughs> he looks down. What's up with that? Like, he kind of just doesn't... Yeah, know. it's... it's. I mean, I'd love to see if that was a real open micer. I would totally be like, this guy is... This postmodern comic. This is so... It's. I mean, it's basically like watching... I don't know. You've probably never seen it, but the, the Staten Island comedy show, which is my favorite local access show in new york oh, wow. and it's just i had i had the um on this podcast i had the co-host slash rock and roll drummer for oh, the show geez. on and it's great it's great because it's 
people that are doing comedy that otherwise there's nowhere else you would see these people doing comedy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's pure in that way of like seeing a postman go up and doing his comedy. It's like there's something amazing about that. Yeah, I know very much, very much. And that's you know, some could say that's like the truest form. Yeah, because it's like it's just these guys. That's their lives. Who knows? This guy could be the next Rodney Dangerfield. Could be. Might not be. Most likely. Most likely isn't. It never will be. Um, Well, uh, thanks so much for watching the the uh, Cheers your. but your son, the father. My son, the father. My son, the father, which is a Cliff Clavin joke. Yeah, yeah. Hey, um, my, my son's becoming a, a priest. Uh, talk about my son, the father. What's up with that? What's up with that? Uh, and one of his jokes was just straight up. Um, the What was the commercial? It was just. Oh, uh, the, uh, hey, the Avon lady. Ding dong. I mean, what's up with that? <laughs> Classic comedy. Drinking and driving. Uh, what's up with that? And that's the note we'll leave you on. Do you have any, uh, do, before you go, do any other um, TV shows or media that you'd suggest to the audience? Oh, as far as watching? Yeah, just check it out. Oh, well, uh, watch The Returned. I mean, you've already suggested that. Uh, the Returned is great. Um, motherfucker. I don't know. I didn't expect that. And, and say the word motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Watch the movie Beginners. It's beautiful. Beginners, and now I'm going to definitely check out Freaked. Yeah, Freaked is a fucking great cartoonish movie. It's like a Warner Brothers cartoon. Um, If you've never seen it, watch my favorite movie, Ed Wood. And uh, if you want to get awesome, uh, watch a a movie that I helped put out called uh, Zero Charisma. It's on... uh, it's available on uh, iTunes for rent. Awesome. Yeah. Check all those things out. Thank you so much, Jenna Ray. And um, what's up with that? What's up? Is my dog alive? She's still breathing. Okay. that's Got to make those checks at this age. <laughs> Thanks, Jenna. I'd like to thank my guest, Jonah Ray, for stopping by, watching Cheers with me. Uh, if you want to listen to the other Cheers episodes of It's That Episode, uh, one was with Sue Galloway. Uh, uh, and we watched the pilot and the other one was with Matt Moses and we watched a, um, uh, a episode that took place in a kitchen at a wedding and it was great. So you can check those out. Those was, were both really fun. I, I enjoyed them. Uh, and I will be checking out freaked, uh, eventually Alex Winter's movie. And last week, uh, Bridie Elliott suggested I watch Strongman. The documentary suggested it to you too. And I did. And you should watch it. It's uh, on Netflix streaming, and it's both amazing and depressing. And uh, you should check it out. Thank you so much for listening. You can uh, tweet at me uh, at It's That Episode or at Craig Rowan. And uh, follow on uh, Facebook, It's That Episode. And I'll see you next time. We'll we'll probably, definitely, absolutely have another show next week and the week after 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 and the week after. after. Time's 34. We're going to do this for 34 more years. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Have a great night and an early mañana. Adios. Amigos.